everybody, and welcome to another episode of Actually Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine, and normally we kind of talk about what's going on in the world, but since Halloween is just a couple days away and we're not going to be having a real big Halloween celebration like we normally do, I thought I would kind of give you a little bit of insight in what I've been doing to get into the Halloween spirit which is a lot of real life ghost stories. So today's episode is actually going to talk about the hauntings at the Chateau Mormont, or as many people call it, the curse of the Chateau. So if you're into it, I hope you are. I'm into it. Let's get started. So lately, I've been getting into these YouTube documentaries and these different um, articles about the hauntings at the Chateau Marmont. Now, of course, the Chateau Marmont is an icon in Hollywood. It's been for ages and ages. It's kind of like the hangout for old Hollywood. It was kind of an epicenter in the 70s rock and roll era still really huge in the TMZ 2000s era and still holds a lot of weight today. But I didn't really realize that there is an actual curse, as some say, on the chateau, meaning that there were a lot of crazy incidences that happened where people either died on the property or died really horrible deaths within a year from staying slash living there. So one of the people I really wanted to talk about, and this story really just fascinated me, was John Belushi. I was really, really young when John Belushi was on SNL, so I didn't really have much of a memory of him. I did enjoy watching Blues Brothers and things like that and some of the classic SNL, Um, but that was of an era gone by. And I remember reading these stories about how he basically had come to LA, was working with a trainer. He, unfortunately, he really did have a serious uh, drug issue. And I think when he passed, which was in 1982, it was more or less, I don't know if it was so accepted, but it was something that was more commonplace. I don't think people really realized the damage and, you know, people really dying, these horrible overdose deaths and kind of still being like big movie stars, you know? So the story about John Belushi is, and this is from a few articles that I read, is that um, he haunts Bungalow 3. So Bungalow 3 is where he was staying and apparently where he died and he overdosed. So the story on John Belushi is that in 1999, there was a family that had stayed in Bungalow 3 while they were um, renovating their home. 
and the mom noticed that the little boy loved sitting in the front room and he kind of liked playing alone and so she didn't really give it any mind she just thought all right cool you know he's occupying himself he's adjusting nicely and then eventually she would hear him start talking to himself so she didn't really think anything of it she thought it was an imaginary friend so she wanted to kind of just push that aside and keep it moving then eventually she would hear her son laughing and it sounded like he was having full-on conversations and laughing to himself and at that moment the the woman decided to tell her husband and was really nervous and kind of like you know this is something i've been noticing what should we do so I suppose the dad was more of a fan of John Belushi and maybe knew a little more of the history than the child's mother because when they went to go talk to the little boy and say, you know, who are you laughing at? Who are you laughing with? What, what's making you laugh? And the son was very young at the time and he said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing with the funny man. And they're just kind of like, the funny man and the mom's thinking okay maybe it's an imaginary friend but the father at that point picked up a book that was actually within the room and I think it was like a coffee table book underneath these different magazines and he knew that there was a picture of John Belushi in it so he actually flipped through and without pointing to him he asked his son he said do you happen to see who the funny man is in any of these pictures here and before he could even finish asking the little boy put his finger on John Belushi's face and said him that's him that's the funny man and from that point on <laughs> the parents freaked out they ended up switching rooms because um, as much of a fan as the dad was they definitely did not want to continue putting their child through that. Well, people that actually had a lot of close calls within the chateau. One of them is Betty Davis. Of course, you know, baby Jane, you know, all, all of these incredible, iconic, you know, early Hollywood films that she's done and her iconic, big, gigantic, wide-set eyes. And um, she actually stayed at the Chateau a few times. And it was on the first occasion she was smoking a cigarette and became drowsy. So she's smoking her cigarette and it's almost finished and she completely falls asleep with the cigarette in her hand. And it just so happens that one of her co-stars is staying next door and smells smoke. So they're looking outside, they're not really seeing anything. And so they go next door to where they're smelling the smoke and it was Betty's room. And they notice they see smoke coming from under the door. So they start banging on the door, banging on the door. And finally, the hotel staff comes, knocks the, the door down, and the room was on fire. It turned out her falling asleep from that lit cigarette, she nearly burned to death. So, you know, things like that 
would definitely make you weary. And so it was a few years later that she actually went back to stay at the chateau. And it was the first night she was there. And there was an electric short in the room that sparked to high heaven. And she just packed up her things and went to another hotel and never, ever went back to the chateau. She knew for sure whatever ghost was there was definitely trying to make her one of their ghosts in the books and she was not having it. Another person that actually had a really close call, actually a few close calls, was Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison, of course, the lead of The Doors, one of the famous rock musicians of all time, especially in the 60s. And he actually would be so inebriated that he would feel like he was a swashbuckler. <laughs> this is this is what I, I read in the article, but that he would now with the chateau, they do have certain areas where there are a lot of trees and vines. And what Jim would do was he would take a vine and try to swing to a neighboring patio. And, you know, the staff wouldn't, you know, of course, like scream and holler and just be freaked out and just try to get him to stop. And there are actually these beautiful awnings that are actually really classic and what the Chateau is known for on some of their window treatments. And, you know, Jim would swing on these vines and one time he actually swung from a drain pipe and he fell. He actually fell twice, two different occasions, and just so happened to be caught by one of those awnings those iconic awnings on the chateau. So he nearly fell to his death twice. There are actually a a few people, unfortunately, that did pass um, there. One of them is actually one of my favorite photographers, Helmut Newton. Helmut Newton really has a or had excuse me a very um he uh, this wonderful aesthetic of putting women in these extremely powerful positions very sexually forward sexually empowered and it was always very intriguing and very you know empowering for me to see women like that so Helmut Newton actually had been staying at the chateau and um He'd been, you know, basically in L.A. for work and he was driving out of the garage to go um, to a shoot and unfortunately he crashed. He crashed into a wall and died at the scene and they weren't quite sure what made it happen. Was there mechanical failure? Was there some kind of issue, medical issue? And it did turn out later to be revealed that he had had a heart attack and had a heart attack and went headfirst into the concrete wall of the garage of the chateau. (laughs) 
So there's an article that um, I was reading where they were talking about the different experiences that guests would have with the different ghosts at the chateau. And they were speaking about specific rooms, um, Bungalow 3, the John Belushi Bungalow. They also spoke about um, the kind of eerie, ominous feeling you would get around certain areas. Bungalow 2 is actually where Nicholas Ray was staying when they were working on Rebel Without a Cause. And he actually was carrying on his affair with a 16-year-old Natalie Wood at the time. So a lot of people talk about that, but one of the rooms in particular actually has had the most ghost activity, and that would be room 79. So room 79, I believe, is a room that's in the main tower, and um, this room has had the most ghost sightings of all rooms on the property. People have been able to capture uh, floating orbs. They have been able to capture moving furniture. Um, There have been complaints of, you know, knocking on the door of the room all hours of the night. And people would go to look and no one was there. And they would check the cameras and no one was in the hallway. They even had, there was a woman who was staying in room 79 and she was drifting off to sleep and she actually had a vision of someone coming into her bed, uh, her bedroom through the window, almost like an incubus succubus kind of thing. So she imagined a person coming in through the window and climbing into bed with her. And she said that she actually could feel the person climb in under the sheets in bed with her and put their arm around her. And she kind of was drifting to sleep and then realized (laughs) she was supposed to be alone. There should be no one in bed with her. Looked up and looked around and saw that, no, of course, there was no one in bed with her, but even more so when she looked at the window that she imagined the the ghost coming through and it actually had bars on it. So there was no way anyone had broken in and had attempted to get in. It was a completely a ghost. Um, there are many people that have witnessed a floating head outside of that window Um, They're not quite sure who it is, but many people say they have seen that floating head. And around room 64, it's been said that there was a young starlet that stayed in the chateau many, many years ago. They're guessing based on her appearance, it could have been the 50s, the 50s or 40s. And she just walks up and down the hallways in the middle of the night. One person was actually coming back to their room and they saw her walking towards them and they actually thought she was a real person. And so when they went by her and they said, excuse me, and realized that she had kind of evaporated and gone through them. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, the, the Chateau Marmont definitely is one of the most iconic, most haunted places in Los Angeles.
And here we are again at the end of another Actually episode. I hope you guys stay safe. Have a wonderful happy Halloween And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye